everybody. Guess what? This is Jared Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be doing some more random things in a sort of kind of sort of way. But first, I want to talk to you about it's motivation time. There's a motivation time. There's always, listen to this, there's rich people, poor people. Poor people like rich, rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to paying your bills. Just pay your bills, okay? I don't care how you look at life. Just pay your bills. Because when you pay your bills, you live a better lifestyle and you are much better and much happier and much, much more content. Some people like to rob Peter to pay Paul. That means uh, they have this old saying, let the bill collectors catch me. Don't do that. Pay your bills. You'll feel better. (coughs) Sorry. So, also, remember, never quit your day job while conquering the world. You can achieve anything you want as long as you do two things. Achieve your dreams and still have a job to back you up while you achieving that everlasting dream. That's what I'm talking about, okay? When I say never quit your day job while conquering the world. And remember this, time is money. Money is time, wasting time, wasting money. Your, your, your time is valuable. Oh, it's Genesis. Let me tell you, let me give you an example. If you invested a lot of time in a relationship, okay, we're going to go with that. And you invested all this time and then that person turned out to flake on you, like um, cheat on you. You can't get back all that time you invested in there. And that's value. That's a lot of money and value that you put into that relationship. So what I would tell you is that you need to put your life in order, okay? You need to prioritize yourself. Because if your time is valuable, you need to put monetize to that value. And that's your time. I would put monetize it. My value, my time, I say my time and value is worth more than anything in the world. I tell everyone, my time is worth at least, at least five grand an hour. Minimum is 5000 an hour. 5000 an hour, that's my time. My time is 5000 an hour. That's back in the days when I was young and I was naive and I was stupid and I didn't know no better. Now that I know better, oh yeah, it's five grand. It's five grand for ten minutes of my time. People look at me like, "What? You ain't worth it." How do you know I'm not worth it? That's what I tell people. How do you know that? You don't know that. But what I do know is that I am a very valuable person, and my commodity is my time. I'm a very people, I'm a very personal and also a people person. I love to talk. I have the gift of gab. And my and my gab is valuable. I always tell people that. My speaking is very, very valuable. And I always say, that's how I live my life. That way. My grandmother, my grandmother on my mother's side of the family always told me, that I talk, that I'm a very talkative person. That is that is one of my that is my that is my special gift. She told me. She said that is your gift. You will be able to talk to a lot of people. And I said, okay, I will do that. She said you will meet a lot of people in the world that you that you interact with. Some good, some not so good, some bad, some not so bad. But she also told me this, and I remembered this. Never judge a book by its cover. Because sometimes you got to open the book just to read it. So I always would say, yes, grandmother. I would say, yes, ma'am. I would say, yes, yes, ma'am. Never grandmother. I would say, yes, ma'am. 
always had respect for that one. My dad's mom, I would always say, yes, granny. Not her grandmother, because she was granny. And I would always say, yes, granny. No, granny. And that's how I responded to her. The reason why I'm telling you that, that's just what I'm saying, and that's what I mean about your time. It's very valuable. Always remember that. And always remember that. So let's get in. Listen carefully. Let's get in. As much as I... As much as I've been on... As much as I've been checking out social media and stuff, and I've been hearing a lot of things about how on social media... I notice a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are successfully wealthy. Like, you know, these people that, that be on YouTube, like like this guy, this guy on YouTube named Ty. He had this guy who sit there in the back of a nice a nice um, nice Lamborghini saying that you can have what I have. And then he wrote it up, then he said he got a course on Bitcoin. So I wasn't the first person to get in Bitcoins. I didn't, in fact, I didn't even invest in it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fad. But when it took off, I decided to get it. I decided to get involved. That guy right there. And then you got people like Tony Robinson, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar. You know, you got all these different famous people. Seriously, that are all on there, and all these famous people that are on there, and they're all these gurus that are saying that they can teach you. They can show you how you can be rich if you buy their course. Buy my course. I can teach you how to be rich. Oh, here's one. And I and I and I not I'm not knocking this one, but it's just kind of it's not it doesn't fit in my doesn't fit in my 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 mind. Um I don't I don't too much particular I tried I tried to follow the techniques of the secret. But it just, I couldn't grasp it. When I tried the secret, I couldn't grasp it. Okay, cool. When I tried the secret, I tried to follow the techniques in the secret. And I just couldn't get the visualization. Because my visualization was very, very negatively poor. Because why? Because I was so busy focused on trying to get to work. I was always trying to put, you know, what I do... You know, as far as myself, I was always trying to, you know, make everything work. I, I didn't have time to visualize because I was so constantly working, working, bills, bills, you know, working, bills, and working, going to work, get off work, I'm so tired. And I had no time for that. So you know what I did? I decided that I was going to make time. So what I did was I gave up, I gave up part of my sleep. Yes, I did. I gave up my sleep. Yeah, I did. I literally told myself that I am going to become very, I'm going to become team no sleep for a week. Meaning that I'm only going to sleep maybe three hours, four hours at most. Three hours, maybe two, two to three hours every day and I did and the rest of the time I was sitting there meditating the only reason I did that is because I wanted to see how I can focus how my mind can get into a place to where I can feel confident enough to where I can plateau 
to where I can get into a good visualization. And you know what? It didn't work. I literally meditated. I meditated. Oh, I felt. You know, the good thing about it was I felt good when I meditated. I really did feel good when I meditated. And I did. And then I then I just started going like, okay, well, my meditation is not really working. Kind of not so. And it's kind of iffy. So you know what I did? I, I started doing my I started doing my writing manifestations and stuff. And I started writing. And I started doing vision, verbal manifestations. I started writing. Writing out my intent of what I needed. Writing out what I wanted. And I wrote it out. I wrote that my bank account's going to be overflowing. I always said that at, when I talk about my bank account, that's what I actually wrote. See, when I tell you this in my podcast, you probably is like, well, you probably always say that. What does he mean by it? No, I actually wrote that in my podcast. I wrote that down. That was something that I wrote. That I literally put... You know, in, I literally wrote that, and when I wrote it, I wrote it out that my bank account will be overflowing with abundance of money. I did that. Then I did another one where I said I would, I would interact with, I would interact with lots of people. I would, I would interact with lots of people and be memorable at my job. Reality was, I did because I knew because when I first got there, I was, I was a newbie. But I became more popular because I started interacting more with people. And then I did another affirmation. I did another written manifestation where I literally wrote down about my job, about how I wanted more, more, how I wanted more pay. Well, I got more pay, but the pay I got wasn't like the pay, pay, like payroll. What I got was more hours. That actually worked. I mean, I got what I wanted. I got it more. I got more money. It's just that I had to. I had to actually work more. I had to work a little harder, and that's how I got more. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't sit there and just like they gave me a raise. Nope. I ended up working harder. I worked good, and they ended up telling me I need you to work some hours. Can you work some overtime? And I. And when they said that, I said yes. Cause look, cause I'm all. I'm all about making money. So now that I'm telling you that, that's what I'm, t- now that I'm telling you that, I want you to understand that the written manifestation and the verbal manifestation, it takes time. And a lot of people probably say, I don't have that kind of time. Well, if you don't have the patience and time, then it's not meant for you. But if you get up, and see, it's like this, if you get up every day and you work hard, you get up every day, you go take a shower, or you get up, you get dressed, you get ready to go to work. You have you you have a routine. You have a daily routine that you do. My routine, this is my routine. This is my daily routine. I get up, I go to bed. When I get off work, I go take a shower. Cause I just I have to wash off the I have to wash I have to wash off the the bad karma at work. Whether it's good, I may have a good day at work, but I still have a little bit of the bad karma at work. So there's people at work that I interact with, like customers and stuff, that can be very not very nice and not helpful. And I'm the type of person that I will raise my voice. I just I'm military. If I wasn't in the military, I'd be so soft-spoken. Like, sure. How can I help you? Yes. No, that's not how it goes. Me being in the military, I'm raising my voice. Because that you're not going to you're not gonna treat me 
You're not going to treat me in a way to where you're disrespecting me. I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm just going to raise my voice. So I'll never disrespect a guest or a customer. That's what I would always say. Never disrespect it. Why? Because that's not, you don't do that. What I will do is I will just raise my voice. Why? Because I want you to hear me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want you to hear me. Because if you don't hear me, then there's something wrong. There's a lack of communication. And I I want us to communicate. We we need to communicate. That's what I do. And I tell people that. And I do raise my voice. I had a guy, I had a customer. He was a guy. He came over. First thing he did was, I just got there. Started on my job. He raised his voice at me. He literally raised his voice. I'm in the service industry. So he raised his voice at me. And I calmly, I calmly and politely said, I'm terribly sorry that you're having some problems. Let me check on what the issue is. And what, and what is your order? What is your, okay, I mean, I see your, do you have your receipt? And he goes, I didn't get a receipt. She didn't give me one. And I said, um, who didn't give you one? The lady. Where is she? Which lady? And he pointed her out. And then she goes, the lady, which is I knew was one of my coworkers, said, oh, I gave you a receipt. And he goes, you did not give me no God effing receipt. No goddamn effing receipt. And I go, yes, you did. How did I know? I effing know. You didn't give me no effing receipt. I know. And then all of a sudden, he's complaining about, I, he didn't get no effing receipt. That's exactly how he said it. But I'm using effing or freaking instead of the cuss word because, you know, you know. Certainly, you know, it's like trying to be a little more PC. Nicer. Be a little more nicer. That's all. That's all I'm trying to be. Just a little more nicer. Have a little more compassion. So I did. I went back there. Check on his order. I asked him what did he order. He didn't know. He didn't know what he ordered. I don't know. So I don't know what you. If I don't know what you ordered, how do I know? You go. You go to go talk to the cashier. Go talk to the cashier. Go talk to the lady at the register, and, and she'll she'll help you. Because I don't know what you ordered. I just got here. She sat there. She talked to him, and he was raising his voice. He was getting loud. He was getting so loud that he was making her uncomfortable. And that's not a and that's a no no. You don't do that. So what I had to do, I had to intervene. I raised my voice loudly, and I said, "I'm terribly sorry." But you got to have a receipt in order for me to check your order. Because if you're raising your voice, how is she going to help you? That's not solving the problem. We need to work together as a team. Can we work together? I'm sorry. We need to work as a team. That's what we need to do. We need to work as a great team. Because we need to work together so that we can solve your problem. How are we going to solve your problem if we don't have it? See what I mean? It's called problem solving. Service industry is a way of understanding. It's called you want to start your business, right? But then you don't know when you're going to start your business. You don't know how. You don't have time. I hear these excuses every day. I don't have time to start my business. I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, if you don't have time, when there is time. I don't have time to do the written manifestation. Make time. Well, uh, well, I don't have time. I have kids and stuff. Oh, let me, let, me, let me give you some advice. Here's here. 
Here's the advice that I give. I give to every person that I teach this to. The written manifestation. Because see, my written manifestation, I got it from... I got it from a gentleman. I got it, I got the written manifestation, the one that I do, one that I was telling you, I got it from a particular person in my journeys. I was at an airport, and I was just sitting there, and this man had a notebook, you know, and he's over there just sitting there, he's sitting at the table, we're sitting there, he's sitting at the diner, he's sitting at this little diner place there at the airport, just sitting there, he had, he had, he had a cup of coffee, he had one donut, he had he had one donut. He had already ate one, so that so he had two. He had one there, and that, you know the one he was eating on, and he was writing. And me, I I'm a coffee drinker, so I asked him. I said, "Excuse me, um, what are you drinking?" I said, "Yeah." I was like, "What are you drinking?" He says, um, "I'm having um, an herbal. I'm having herbal tea, an herbal tea that I bring. I just need water." And I go, so tell me. And we started talking. And the more we started talking, I said, so what are you doing? Uh, if I tell you, I might have to kill you. And he started laughing. And I was like, I thought he was, I thought he was serious. He's like, if I, if I tell you, I'm kidding. He said, but I'm going to tell you. He says, you got a notebook? And at that time, I had my I had my carry bag, which is I carry a notebook because I can write down little things and stuff. I had, a new, I had a new one and I had an old one. He says, give me your new one. And he started, he started telling me, he said, what I want you to do is write this down. Write down something you really need and want. I was like, uh, I'm like everybody else. At that time, I was like everybody else. I want more money. He's like, you want more money? How much money do you want? I want a lot. I want to be like, I said, I want to be, a, I want to be, at that time, I said, I want to be a millionaire. He says, well, okay, so you're going to be a millionaire. How are you going to be a millionaire? Tell me how, how would you be a millionaire? And I'm like everybody else, well, uh, I lottery. I was young. I was like, lottery just started. I was like, probably do lottery, you know, maybe do some hustling on the streets or something. I don't know. He goes, don't know. So you don't know what you want to do, but you just want money. I was like, yep, pretty much. He says, he says, let me, let me solve your problem. Here's what I want you to do. Write down something. You have a bank account. I was like, yes, I do. At that time, I did. I had, um, that time I had Boatman Bank. Boatman's no longer around anymore because Bank of America bought him out. Boatman was a was was the first bank that was ever that was founded by women. That's where he's like Boatman Bank. It was founded by women, and the and it they great service. Customer service was awesome. The people, branch managers, everybody, they treated you like family. You walk in. You, as soon as you walk in and you give them your card, they look in there and they go, oh, JR, how are you doing? How, JR, how are you doing? Since the last time we visited, you, you had this and this done. How can I assist you this time? What, and then I'd be like, no, I'm just here to um, put some money in my account or I'm here to withdraw or I got a check I need to deposit in there. Oh, okay. Is there anything else I can take care of you? By the way, our manager would like to see you. And be like, go see the manager. And the manager would be like, hey, you have this amount of money. Have you thought about putting it into a CDs or compound, you know, CDs or maybe an escrow? Maybe roll some of your money over to some stuff. They were personal. <laughs> they were really personal. 
And they were always, they were always talk to me and they were always talk to every guest the same. Every customer that came in was the same. They were always talk to them. The manager would speak to them and say, do you have any issues? Tell us what you, do you, do you have any problems here? Anything with your account? Have any issues with your account? Anything at the ATM machines that we need to know about? And I, was, I really liked that. They were that kind of personal kind of person. Nothing more, nothing less. I really liked that. That made me really happy. And I was really good. You know. I was really happy. That made me good. So what I... <coughs> so the, so the, what I was talking to, when I told him about my bank account, so I wrote out what I wanted. So he told me how to write out what I wanted. And he said, now write that 15 times. I wrote it 15 times. I said, oops, I messed up one. I wrote it and I did it. At that time, I said, oops, I messed up one. You should write another one to make it, to correct it. So I wrote it and I corrected it. He says, okay. I'm like, that's 16 times. No, it's not. It's 15. That one you messed up on. So you want to add, you want to correct the mistake. You keep going until you get 15 correctly. I said, oh, okay. He says, now tomorrow, write that again. And keep writing until your bank account achieves that dream. I said, what if it doesn't? Because I was thinking, I was like a negative Nancy at that time. So what if it doesn't? He said, uh, well, keep writing until you start believing. Because if you're not believing, it'll never happen. Nothing will manifest unless you believe that he will work. You got to believe it. But he says, you know why? And I said, why? And I said, you know why? I said, no, why? He said, because you is the missing key. You're the missing key. And he started telling me, he said, you know, the, you know, the, you heard of a thing called, you heard of a thing people say the creator of the universe I was like uh nope I was young I was like nope he wrote down he wrote down some books so I'm like, go read these books at the library wherever you're going read these books at the library and I did and that's when I learned about the creator of the universe and how the creator and I learned about Freud with the I the I the O and about the way the brain works and stuff he said I read that and then I read about Edgar Casey and stuff like that and how he went to sleep and was, you know, you know, saying about different medical techniques and stuff. I read him. He told me to read these people because he said he wanted me to understand about the creator. That's before The Secret came out. And The Secret kind of made it much understandable, but I already knew about that. And then that's when I realized, like, oh, okay. And I kept writing. And then one day, my bank account overflowed with lots of money. And how I did that was I worked for this. I did this job for this company. I did this job for this guy. And he said he was going to, and he asked me what bank I banked with. I said, I bank with Boatman Bank. And he says, oh, Boatman. Oh, okay. I, my wife has an account with Boatman. All right, give me your name and you have your account number. So I actually had it on a card. Back in those days, they get it, give it to you on a card. You get a little card, they, they, they stamp your, your account number on there. And your routing number. If you didn't get checks, and I didn't, and I didn't want checks. I told him I don't want checks because I don't know how to write checks, and I might just bounce a check. So I prefer not to. Don't want to get in trouble. And the lady was really honest about it. Like, okay, but we'll show you how to, ma'am. I'm a young kid with a checking account, with a checkbook. Guess what I'm going to be doing? She started going, think about it. And she was like, yeah, I understood. So what I did was. He went to my account and he deposited. He he actually put some money in my account. It was way more than I than I than I bid it for the job. Gave me a fat bonus and my account was fat 
and overflowing with money. I had more money than I ever seen in that account. I was in, I was in, I was in triple digits. I was way up there. I was in the thousand range. When I, I mean, I was in the thousand range, not a hundred thousand. When I like that, but in like you know a couple grand, I was like in the grand you know spiel of things. I had exactly five thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, five thousand, five thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. Fifty-four fifty. That's what I had. I had that much money, and you know what I did with that? You know what I did with the money? Not a thing. Didn't do nothing that I should have done responsibly. I was young. I was naive. I just went and partied. Called up my best friend. Told her, "Hey, what are you doing?" She said, "Nothing." You want to go? You. Want to go? Want to go down to the? Want to go to Westport, where I'm from? They have a place called Westport, where all the happening, all the hippie cool bars and stuff. We went to Westport and we blew most of my money there. Then we went shopping, and that's all I did with my money. See, I was young, I was immature, and I didn't listen. And my inner, and my my me myself and I myself didn't care. Just wanted to want to kick it. I was pretty pissed off at myself. Me, I didn't care. But I was mad. You know, I looked I looked at myself and I was like, yeah. I woke up, I was like, wow. But you know, I had a good time. And my best friend, oh, she had a good time too. She had new clothes. We all got new clothes. We all went and got new clothes and everything. And I and then that and then that Monday came, I went straight back to work. Worse. I always went back to work. Never missed a day of work. I like my I like making money. The reason why I tell you this about the written manifestation, because I want you to understand that it takes time. That happened to me. So now I'm able to do the written manifestation because I know it works. I know it works. And it should work for you. 54, you know, 5450, I mean that's $5,450. That's pretty good. I didn't set I didn't set a certain amount. So you don't you don't don't put a certain amount because what if you put like say 500 bucks and somebody wants to give you say 10 grand and you're manifesting 500 so that, that means the manifest is only going to be limited to just 500 but if they sat there and man, if you sat there and did the manifestation and you put no amount and they just all of a sudden Going with tons of money, you know, it, ha- it happens. You also manifest something to disappear. That works too. We'll do that in another podcast on that one. You know, but I just want to tell you that about you know what what goes about with things about you know written manifestation and stuff that you need to hold yourself accountable and you need to be able to write. I know a lot of people say they don't know how to write, or if you don't know how to write, you can actually get software for yourself. You can get software for your phone, though. You write it out on your phone, and you just say it. You know, the written manifestations to write it out for you, and then you just copy it and paste it, and then keep redoing it, and then you'll have, like, 15 times. Uh, I've done that. Um, there's the other ones where 
just allows me to swear. I've done that one too. So I've done them all. I'm see, I've done the homework, so you don't have to. That's the way I I learn. Okay. So this is J.R. Bell. Want to say to each and every one of y'all, thank you. I appreciate you. I hope y'all have a wonderful time. I love each and every one of y'all who's listening. Try the written manifestation. Remember, get in beast mode. Once you're in beast mode, stay in beast mode and do the written manifestations, okay? This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and Bravo Six Going Dark. <laughs>